All right. Well, he seems to be on a tear as of recent, and we cannot wait to see him on March 23rd at Bonneville High School. It is none other than Hava Nathan Owens. Hava, it is so good to chat with you. It is so great to talk to you headed into this fight. How you been, man? It's been a couple of months. Thank you for having me, brother. I've been great. I've been great, um, especially after that last one, one of uh, the toughest fights I've, ha I've had so far. Um, yeah, man. I, I feel like I just kind of been on cloud nine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let, let's kick things off right there. I mean, the win over Kesley Collar, that was one of the toughest opponents I would say you have fought throughout your entire career. And it's been a long one at that. How did you feel against Kesley in that fight back in November? Um, I felt probably the best I've ever felt for any fight camp or inside the cage for any fight. Um, I had my my diet down and my uh, my training schedule down as well as having my work schedule and intact um yeah and the the game plan that my coaches had for me um following that uh almost to a t i mean they they still you know let me hear it after the fight <laughs> uh but uh it was it was something that um we we kind of had fallen into plan um we had one of two scenarios kind of going into that fight whether it was um being able to finish him early or it was going to be a 15 minute, you know, fight. Um, yeah. And it went, it went the 15 minute route. <laughs> it was, it was really a fantastic fight. I think we all really enjoyed it and we were all obviously entertained as well as you always bring it. I, I think one of the big things that I've wanted to ask you, maybe since the first time I ever called your fights is that your fierce career dates back further than most. You made your fierce debut, not your MMA debut. That's a couple years behind even this. Your fierce yeah. debut was Fierce FC3 back in 2016. How have you seen the growth of both MMA at large as well as the growth of fierce? Because I feel like it's pretty staggering. And I don't get to pick the brains of a lot of people who have been along for the ride for as long as you have. Yeah, it's it's been an uh, it's been an amazing kind of experience to kind of witness uh, not only uh, the the local scene of MMA um, because I, I started training when I was fifteen and I bounced around from different gyms whether it was Westside Jiu Jitsu to Foley's to the Garage and the Koa and then uh, down to Mori's like getting to meet all these different fighters and interact with them and a lot of the local legends it it was just. I felt like I was extremely lucky and extremely blessed to kind of witness and be around all that. And and for Fierce, I mean, yeah, man. I, I remember fighting down in Price, um, being terrified, uh, fighting at 126 pounds, I think, barely making it. <laughs> Just, yeah, I, I mean, Fierce has really come a long way and it's only going to get bigger. I, I'm excited for where it's going I, I i talk talk this promotion up so much uh, in my no, normal everyday life um i can't say enough good things about it <laughs> oh man well, well we really appreciate it and i think that also just to just to add on to that i think you are one of those local legends i mean you have been around for a <laughs> long time and i don't think people realize the amount of time that you have clocked in over the years with that being said 14 total fights between your amateur and professional careers is there a specific name? Is there a specific person who is maybe the toughest guy you've ever faced or one that really flies off the page for you personally? Oh man, there's, there's so many. Um, I, 
because my, my thing is, <clears throat> um, I, I always want to fight somebody who's always going to challenge me in some way. Um, I, I never wanted to get easy layup fights. Um, I, I, I think um, all of them have e been equally tough um, for the time being of when I face them. Um, knowing how far I've come now, I know that for a lot of my fights, I've I think for every one of my fights, I would carry a win over, but um, it's all about learning and growing. And with the 14 fights, it, I kind of realized that uh, I think last week I was like, man, I've, I've had that many fights. I've been around for so long. Jesus, time flies by. <laughs> but yeah, you, you really get to learn and experience different things with these fighters and um, different strengths. When I went against Justin Horsley, um, the wrestling was insane. Like, I mean, his championship level in wrestling really, you know, <laughs> showed that. I, um, and then when I went against Joel Haro, like, I, I had a good opening, you know, and then I got a little carried away. I want to be like Khabib, you know, but, hey, you know, got to cool it down. I'm still a striker. I'm still easing that way into the grappling. And, you know, Joel had to humble me a little bit. And then kind of my easing my way through, I just kind of uh, – I had to learn uh, in different aspects, not only inside the cage, but outside of the cage with uh, my diet and my exercise, trying not to overtrain, trying to make sure I get the right amount of training. Um, <clears throat> my coaches, uh, Eduardo Mori and Ernie, uh, Ernie Chavez say they're really on top of things when it, when it not only comes to me for my training camp, but for a lot of my other teammates. I mean, they produce so many different champions. Like, I get so excited talking about it and thinking about it. I, I, I love this sport. I, I, I love being here. I, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Man, every single thing you just said is something that I plan to just ask you about in this interview. So I'm really excited <laughs> to, to talk about all these things. One of the big things I want to talk about, your performances. As of recent, it just seems like there's been this uptick in production, execution. You really have turned yourself. I mean, I believe through the first four fights of your professional career is a one in three record. Now you flip that on its head and you've won two of your last three. Where has that change happened in either your personal life, your training, or just your ability to perform inside the cage? I think it was a combination um, of many things, um, personal um in the gym in the cage uh uh I, I don't know if a lot of people know it but um eduardo mori and Ernie chavez baptized me uh, a few years ago and changed my life a lot for the better um i, I I've, I've found a big change in that as well as um my, my wife uh she's been a godsend uh she's a blessing she uh, <laughs> she's definitely kept uh, my head um, on my shoulders um she's uh been through uh, a few of my fight camps and has really started to understand. And she's also, you know, nutritionist, like scientist. So, <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, get to work out for me. But um, yeah. Uh, Eddie really takes his time with me in terms of the, the grappling and uh, his uh, background in Kyokushin karate and uh, his Muay Thai, his, his Muay Thai knowledge, as well as um, Ernie Chavez. Um, he's a former Olympian, um, he trained with Muhammad Ali, uh, I mean, really high credentials, uh, boxing coach. Uh, he's uh, not only uh, a great trainer, but um, he's also a great man, um, bo both of them. And um, they've really helped me um, in my mental game. Um, I think uh, 
where I was even a few years ago uh, before I got baptized, <clears throat> I, I was a, a different guy. And uh, being around for so long, a lot of uh, people have, have got to know me. And I've, I've had to um, kind of learn along the ways because you know, I'm, I'm a young guy. I, I grew up in a, in a hard life. I, uh, you know, I, my, my mom and my grandma did their best to, to, you know, keep us safe, but, you know, uh, things can get difficult and, you know, you build up these, um, these trauma responses and, uh, reactions to things. And it, it's only when you, uh, you not only get the right people around you, but you make that, that choice yourself to, uh, make those proper changes for the better. And um, I, I know that I, in the past for a lot of my fights and performances, I had a, a nasty attitude or kind of a, a bit of an antagonist um, kind of role. I just felt myself fall into because I, I felt it was me against the world. And once I kind of got over that and got past that, and started to understand there's a lot more love in the world and to, to take people more, um, uh, give them more of the benefit of the doubt rather than try to see that they're acting maliciously against me. And uh, it's helped me tremendously uh, throughout my life um, these, these past few years, <clears throat> trying to really uh, grow upon that. You mentioned your wife, your coaches. Are these the people that have helped kind of mold you into this almost new person that, that you've become over the last few years? I, I would say so. Uh, they they played very, very key roles in uh, the molding of who, who I've become in the past few years. Absolutely. One of the big things that I did not know about you, I didn't realize that your wife was a nutritionist. That's actually yeah. really, really cool. How much has that benefited you over your last few camps now that you two are together? Man, it, it, it has, like I said before, she's, she's a blessing. And uh, when it comes to my nutrition as well, uh, she's right on top of it. Um, she's always making sure I'm, I'm eating because that was one of my main things. Like, oh, no, I'm fine. I don't need to eat. No, no, wake up, wake up. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. So, you know, not only her, but uh, uh, my coach, Ernie, um, they, both of them kind of collaborated and helped me um, with a diet plan, really understand. And it turned to a diet plan to more of a lifestyle. And uh, I mean, I don't know if COVID getting, getting COVID a couple of times helps, but <laughs> I think um, that lifestyle change of, of um, what I was eating, what I was consuming, has really helped. Um, my vices have never been like drinking and smoking. You know, it's always been like, you know, I could, I could take two double, you know, two pizzas, you know, two large pizzas, you know, double the pepperoni, you know, double the cheese and the sauce. Let's go, let's do it. But I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm top of my game. You know, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm eating right and staying healthy. And, um, I'm also making sure I'm meditating as well and uh, taking that time to kind of be in the moment, be present, you know. <laughs> when you guys first met, this is the last question about this. It's just fascinating to me because my wife is also very similar. Like, how do these people cut weight? Like, how on earth do you do that? With your wife being a nutritionist and having that background, 
when you guys met, did she think, gosh, you are crazy to think that you can yes. get down to 25 or 35 whenever it may yeah. be that you guys met in the timeline? She she didn't believe me. She was like, there's no way. I I, I can't see it because there was uh there'd be times <laughs> there'd be times in between camps um <laughs> where I would get up to 170 because <laughs> again, I'm just I'm just eating, I'm working out, you know, I'm not really like, you know slacking from the gym but you know i'm definitely eating double you know and uh she's like there's no way you get down to that weight and um it it, it was difficult before i made the life changes because i was like no no just do it like normal you know and uh yeah your body after a while when you get older you, you can't shed that off as easy <laughs> and so she uh once she kind of kind of schooled me up to it and as well as Ernie schooled me up to it. Yeah, it was over from then. Uh, I, I had nothing but healthy food coming my way. And if I did have my little cheat meals in there, it was actually little things that my body could barely take. And yeah, now I just crave nothing but just fruits and veggies. And I mean, I'll get my sugar for drinks. Don't get me wrong. I love the fruitiness, but yeah, no, I gotta make sure I'm taking that water in too. <laughs> what, what's me what's maybe a, a an ideal cheat meal I, I don't even know if i should be playing with this right now but but what is something for a post fight like after after a big fight after a big camp oh. what is something that you like to consume man one of my uh <laughs> one of my things my go-to things for a while was uh getting a pizza and getting a chocolate milkshake you know but <sighs> these last few fights like afterwards, I'm like, man, I'm beat. I'm ready to go home. It's time for me to take a, you know, go go to bed. I'll wake up tomorrow. Maybe maybe have a cheat meal. Maybe I don't know. This pizza is turning my stomach right now. <laughs> uh, and I'll finish half the milkshake. Yeah, it's. I've been trying. I'm trying, but these cheat meals ain't coming. <laughs> How did you originally get into a gym? You talked about you know starting to train in your teenage years. How did you get involved in martial arts? Well, it, it started to, um, it started from trying to keep myself out of the streets, uh, from gang violence, uh, dr drug violence. Uh, it was just so enticing to fight. Uh, <laughs> and so I got a lot of experience fighting in the streets, but you don't get paid for that. And, uh, and, and you definitely have to pay for it when you go and get locked up and go do community service, scrubbing graffiti off walls, you know. But um, I came across uh, my math teacher when I was in high school, uh, Mark Johnson, who was the owner of Westside Jiu-Jitsu. He told me to come through and do a few free classes. And I went there for a little bit. And then I had uh, a friend. Uh, his name is... Uh, 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 Jesus Diaz, uh, Chewy Diaz, we call him. But he he wanted me to be a sparring partner for boxing. And then I, I was a sparring partner for a little bit until he kind of fell out of love with it. Um, and that was over at Foley's. Um, from Foley's, uh, I had a teammate, uh, Miles Welk. He's, uh, he's a local legend. He's like my little big brother, you know. He's a great guy. Um, him and Foley were like, hey, man, you know, you want to take this serious, like, take you up to the garage with Dave Castillo and Bobby King and all them and have you go and train with them. <clears throat> so I would take the bus um, from 30th and Washington uh, all the way up to um, 
I think it was in Clearfield. Uh, yeah, uh, it was it was quite the trip. But from the garage, uh, they marched with uh, Koa, and then from Koa, I went to uh, down to Maury's, and uh, I've kind of been there ever since. I did take a, about a year off, but um, once I came back, Maury welcomed me with open arms and you know gave me gave me a free slot right there and uh, made me w one of the you know, side kickboxing coaches, you know, so I help out on Mondays and sometimes Tuesdays, Thursdays, if he needs me, but, you know, it, it's been a real blessing to kind of go through all, uh, all that and kind of meet all those people and, and, and be where I am now, you know. What is it like being able to train with the likes of Ryder Campo, Amy Campo? I mean, yourself, like there's some big names out of that gym. And I'm curious from your perspective, what is it like being able to train with one of the top gyms in the entire state? Um, I, man, I can't say enough good things about both of those guys. Um, they, their talent um, the natural ability, uh, most of all, their coach, um, Eduardo Mori, he's been their, their coach from day one. Uh, he's had them since they were their kids. Uh, they, it, it's really like that cliche saying, uh, the iron sharpens iron. Um, only these guys are freaking diamonds, man. These guys, <laughs> If you guys could see how it is in the gym with these two, uh, you got the you know Phenon over there rolling on the on the ground and just beating up all the guys in the gym. You know, doesn't matter how muscular they are. You know, she's putting it on them. And then of course you got Ryder. He's you know purple belt. He's going through that. But man, when it comes to that Muay Thai, he just he's untouchable. There's there's only a, a few people that we can like really understand um, their styles and his style is so unique and out there. I mean, to get that Muay Thai style and, and make it into that, to the MMA game is amazing. Uh, that, that guy is great. I, especially his last performance. I was like, dude, you, you look like a, like some, some kind of like a hero in a video game. And it's like, you're doing the UFC career and you make a creative character. You're like, oh, this is a badass guy, man. Yeah, this is who it is. You know, that's what it's like. But this guy goes out there and just does it in real life. You know, I, yeah, I was sweating bullets in the back because I couldn't, I didn't know what was going on. So I'm freaking, just freaking out here in cheers. I'm like, oh no, I hope he's okay. Then he comes back. He's fine. And then I watch it online. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He looked amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. I can't say enough good things about those guys. And Yeah, all my teammates there, really, uh, there's, there's actually quite a few there um, that are, you know, really good at Tracy Hardy's there. He's, he's a really good guy, too. Uh, and, um, man, I... I wish I could just name all of them. We'd be here forever. I Alex Johnson's another one that just won the belt last week. Comes yeah, to mind, you know, Alex Johnson getting kicked by Alex Johnson in training. <laughs> like he got tree trunks for legs, man. Like I, I try my hardest to 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 work, like get around it. But when I see those kicks coming, I just brace. I just brace myself. I, I hope for dear life I can I survive this. 
and he but he's just the sweetest guy he's the biggest sweetheart he's definitely beating himself up over his last performance because he's like oh, i could do better but that's kind of like how all of us fighters are we're all like we could do better like we could always do better and especially our coaches too they're like you suck they're like yeah i know <laughs> i'm happy you won but you 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 sucked. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you bring up uh, you bring up a good point. All these guys that are putting on performances in the Maverick Center, you are a resident at the Maverick Center. Your last six straight fights have been in that arena. Is it going to be weird on March 23rd not fighting in such a huge venue like you've been used to over the last couple of years? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I love fighting at the Maverick Center. It's it's such an amazing place. And the promotion of this fight, like you guys – are so so professional i mean it's exactly what i thought it'd be when i was a kid like going to the ufc i don't need to go to the ufc i'm here at fierce fighting this is freaking awesome like you're getting the whole experience here as a fighter like yeah like and going through that medical center and walking through the arena and, and walking out and seeing all those people and performing out there it's it's an amazing amazing feeling but i i'm gonna really enjoy fighting in a different arena and fighting in my hometown, uh, Ogden, uh, fighting that, man, this is going to be so interesting. Like being in this venue and, and being a little bit more of an intimate kind of setting, you know, Maverick center is a little bit more like, yeah, I'm professional. Yes. I'm up on the stage, but here it's going to be like, all right, we all coming into the, into the gym for a sparring session. Huh? You guys going to witness this, <laughs> or it's going to be our sparring session. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's going to be really fun, and we're going to really put on a great show. All, all the fights on the card, really. I mean, the way that the fights are all booked, there's really no way that these cards can fail. They just keep getting better and better. I mean, of course, the fighters, the local fighters keep getting better and better, but, of course, the promotion, I mean – going out here and, and, and putting us all out there and really helping our, our us and our careers. I mean, we, we can, we can do it without you, without you guys. What do you make of Steven Stierwall who you're going to be facing opposite in this, this upcoming fight? It's going to be a big one. It's definitely a tough test, but I yeah. think it's also a very well put together matchup. I think you guys complement each other very well yeah. for a very entertaining fight. I completely agree with you. I was just talking about that with my coaches and my teammates about, about him. <clears throat> I watched a few of his fights and we're we're fairly similar into the way that we we pressure um, our opponents and we both like to stand up and keep the fight standing but if it goes to the ground if we have to you know we'll, we'll work the, the mixed martial arts but I'm really looking forward to this just like I was looking forward to the uh, the Kelsey Collard uh, fight you know it's a little bit unfortunate in the beginning when the, the eye poke and everything I felt like I felt like the biggest jerk when that happened. And so, yeah, I, I try to take it more of, of a hard sparring match for, for, for that one, because uh, yeah, that there's nothing worse than having like an accidental eye poke, but it's also like the understanding of like, this is a fight game accidents happen. You know, it's like people are going to put their fingers in your glove. People might need you in the below the belt or you might clash heads, but it's not, it's not malicious. It's not intentional. It, you're out there fighting for your life, you know? And I, I think with Steven Starwell, it's going to be fairly similar. We're going to go out there. We're going to put on the best performance that we both can, can put on. And it's going to be a banger. You know, it's, it's going to be two guys just 
clashing going at it and putting on some fireworks for everybody. More of a more of a journalistic question here. You talked about oh. being in your hometown. How many people can we expect chanting Havan Nathan Owens in the crowd on March 20th? Uh, hopefully everybody, even if they're coming in from out of town. Oh, hey, man, cheer me up, man. I, I love that. Like I said, I, I've been so used to the antagonist, uh, antagonist role. And so having a bit of a flip of having a more of a, a protagonist role and having people cheer for you and actually hear your name chant is like, that was so surreal. I, I think that was the first time I actually heard my name get chanted in, in 14 fights. I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is, it hypes you up, you know? But yeah, I hope everybody, everybody who shows up is going to cheer for me. And I, I hope we, we fill that place out, man. I hope we pack it in. I definitely believe that uh, we will have a packed house for that one at Bonneville High School. Last question from me. Eight and a half years in, you have done everything that there is to do. You've won belts. You've done all sorts of different things. What is your end goal in your MMA career? How much longer do you want to do this? And what in your mind is the the end goal for Havon Nathan Owens? Well, <clears throat> um, I would say the the uh, the end goal uh, for me uh, at the end of my career, you know, I want to make it to the big shows. So I, I want to make it to the UFC or you know, Bellator, PFL, wh whatever you know may come my way. Um, I also am very humble and where I am. Um, I, I'm already living my dream as it is. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a martial artist like uh, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan, you know, I mean, like the you know, stunt guy, you know, really just going out there. But then I also, um, I also wanted to, to help the elderly. Um, and, uh, I get to do that. Uh, I'm a I'm a chef for old folks home, uh, for assisted living. Um, I got like seventy something residents. I got to cook for and remember their allergies and their favorite meals to have and all that stuff. And yeah, I had, being a, being able to go out and perform and be a martial artist and. I mean, not to mention, I also grew up watching the WWE. So I also wanted to go out there, do flips and perform. And, you know, so that's even, that's just, that's just as, as good. I mean, I love this stuff. I mean, being in Fierce, being out there and performing is just like, to me, being out there in the ring and performing in the WWE, being my character, showing out and really putting it on to show for everybody. Um, really, uh, I'm happy uh, with my life and where I'm at now in the present moment. And it only gets better from here, really. You know, whatever whatever comes my way. And uh, win, lose, draw in any of my fights, I'm always happy just to perform and, and, and do my duty as serving um, for others, um, whether it's serving behind the, the kitchen and uh, you know, or behind the counter in the kitchen or serving uh, uh, and putting on a good show for everybody in Fierce. Uh, I was put on this earth to to make others happy. And uh, I try my best every day to do so. so. Well, he is an absolute <laughs> gem of a human being. It has been such a pleasure getting to talk to you a little bit. And he is just as entertaining a fighter. <laughs> Bonneville High School, March 23rd, Ogden, Utah. It is going to be a whole lot of fun with Hava Nathan Owens. Hava, thank, thank you, you so much for the time. We really appreciate it.
I appreciate you for having me. I mean, I'm nervous, but <laughs> I'll do my best here. We'll Thank you again. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll have a blast. Thank you so, so much.